0: All right. thank you thank you thank you all right you may be seated if you will pray with me this morning father thank you so much for our time together here to fellowship to love on one another to sharpen one another to pray for one another to just be together father i thank you for this place that you have provided for us where we can gather we can gather as your church, as your people, and Father, we've lifted up our voices this morning in praise to you, for you alone are worthy, for you are the creator of all the universe and, and more than we could even imagine, and yet you know us individually, you care about us, you care about what's going on in our life. Father, you weep with us when we hurt. You celebrate with us when we're victorious. And so, Father, this morning, we do lift up our voices in praise to you. And we come to you now as we look into your word to have you speak to us. To reveal more about who you are and and who we are and how we are to live this life. So I ask that you would just quiet our spirits and calm our minds and help us to concentrate on You and Your Word and what You have to say to us, that we may be attentive and listen for that still, small voice that speaks to us. These things I ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. We're going to step away from the book of Philippians for a little bit today. I wanted to uh, share with you something a little different. I'm going to be looking at the mission of the church. So if you're one to take notes and you want to write down the title of the message, then you can write down the title, The Mission of the Church. I, like many of you, grew up in the height of the United States Apollo space missions. Any of you remember that, watching that on TV and black and white, and hearing the delayed transmissions and all that sort of thing. Well, many men and women dedicated their lives to achieving that mission of putting a man on the moon. And then on July twentieth, 1969, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin landed their Apollo Lunar Module and they walked on the surface of the moon. Mission accomplished. Well, what if those people tasked with that mission had ignored their orders? What if those orders had come down, and some of those people just kind of yawned it off? Yeah, uh, not really feeling it today. Check back with me later. Had a long weekend, kind of tired, don't think I can fit it in this week, got a lot going on, you know, important stuff, stuff more important than putting men on the moon, more important than getting men up into space and back safely. I've just got a lot on my plate, I got a lot going on. What if those people that were tasked with that mission had that attitude and they just ignored it? No mission accomplished. I think also about SEAL Team 6. Many of you are familiar with them, that covert, elite military team that have been responsible for many successful, yet incredibly dangerous missions. Well, they have accomplished their missions because they are good, they are great at what they do but let's take seal team six what if the commander of that team said guys gather around we've got a new mission come straight down from the pentagon and we've got a mission that we've got to carry out i need everybody ready at 0600 and i full gear we're going on it have got a mission and what if those guys said yeah cap?" You know, I'm not feeling it. I don't think I'm going to be able to make it today. I think I'll bow out on this one. Y'all go ahead. Y'all go ahead. I think I'll stick around here, hang out, maybe catch a little TV. I was up late last night. and just don't think I'm going to be able to make it on this one. What if SEAL Team 6 had that mentality about their missions? Then most likely they would not be successful They would not have mission accomplished. You know, there are many stories in the Bible of men who were given a mission. Now, it's one thing to get mission orders from the White House or from the Pentagon or from some four-star general. But think about getting missions, about getting an order from God Himself the Creator of all the universe and all that we know, and God gives a command. God gives a mission and says, here's what I need you to do. Here's what I expect you to do. Well, many men in the Bible had that experience. Adam, probably the first, you know, Adam was given a mission right out of the gate. In the earliest pages... Of the Bible in the Book of Genesis, Adam was given a mission to tend the garden, and simply do not eat of that tree. Simple mission: tend the garden, stay away from that tree. Adam failed. He had one job. Adam failed his mission, and look at all the trouble that it caused. He just blew it off. He failed his mission. Well fortunately there are other examples of men in the Bible who took more seriously the commands of God the mission that he had given them Noah comes to mind you know Noah was given a mission to build a large boat in order to rescue himself and his family and two of each animal before the flood waters came And one of the things I love about Noah was in Genesis 6:22 It says these words Noah did everything just as God commanded him Man, what a testimony. What a testimony. Noah did everything just as God commanded him. Well, in case you missed that, Genesis chapter 7, verse 5 says, Noah did all that the Lord commanded him. You see a, a, a trend here? Noah did everything that God commanded him. God called upon Noah and He said, I have a mission for you. I need you to carry out this mission. Noah didn't blow it off. Noah didn't ignore God. Noah did everything just as God commanded him. So he built the ark. He took his family. He took the animals. Genesis chapter 9, verse 1, God told Noah and his sons, remember they're kind of the the minority group here now, right? They've got animals and them. Genesis chapter 9, verse 1, God told Noah and his sons, be fruitful and increase in number and fill the earth. I think they were successful in their mission. Abram, you may recall, Abram was given a mission. God said to him, leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. Wow, now there's an interesting mission, isn't it? I mean, you're talking about covert. He couldn't even tell him where he was going. He just said, get up. Get your family and your stuff together and you just head on out and I'm going to tell you where you need to go. You know, I've thought about that before. It's like, well, when he walked out the door of his house, which way did he go? You don't even know where he's going. Did he go straight, turn right, turn left? Well, obviously a God, I'm sure, divinely led him, but he didn't even tell him where to go. But it does say in Genesis chapter 12, verse 4, says, So, given this mission, Abraham left, as the Lord had told him, and they, he and his family, set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. Mission accomplished. Moses, many of you know the story of Moses. Moses was given a mission. God spoke to him from a burning bush and said to him, Go. I am sending you to the Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. You remember those famous words that Charlton Heston said so well? What did he say to the Pharaoh? Let my people go. Moses followed God's command. God said, I have a mission for you. I need you to carry out this very important mission. Now, Again, if a commander here on earth, a military commander, gives you an order, that's something. But for the God of the universe to give an order, who, in their right mind, would ignore it? Who would just say, "Ah, I don't have time for that. i got more important things to do. God gave me an order and I've got more important things to do. What could possibly be more important? Well, those are just a few examples. Obviously, there are many more. You certainly could probably think of some we could spend all day probably highlighting the missions that men were called to. Joshua, Samuel, David, Nehemiah, all the prophets obviously were called on a mission to serve God, to go out and proclaim His word. But these missions that God gives to His people did not end in the Old Testament, they carry over into the New Testament. Certainly, if there was anyone on a mission, it was the Lord Jesus who came to earth to live a perfect life, to die on a cross, to pay a price I could not pay, and be resurrected unto new life so that I might have new life in His righteousness. He was a man on a mission. Mission accomplished. You know, the apostles were on a mission. Each of them had been chosen by the Lord Jesus to serve in certain capacities, and so they were men on a mission. Now let's pause and and think for a moment as we did with the Apollo missions and as we did with SEAL Team 6, and we look at these men in the Bible who had... Missions from God. Now, what if all these people that we've highlighted ignored their mission? Would there be consequences for history? Would there be consequences for mankind? Certainly. So what if all those people had ignored their mission? Well, let me revise the question in a moment. What if only one of those people had ignored his mission. Would it have mattered? Would there have been consequences? Certainly, certainly. Well, we as Christians have a mission. Missions are communicated by way of commands or directives. From someone in authority. The person in a position of authority gives a command or an order or a directive and others carry it out. They carry out the mission. God gave us the Ten Commandments. We are to obey them. We are to follow them. But in the New Testament, we see a scenario where Jesus was once asked by a lawyer and he says of Jesus he asks him this question which is the greatest commandment now they had the ten commandments and then uh, the religious leaders had come up with a, a whole bunch of other commandments so the lawyer is asking Jesus kind of putting him on the spot here in front of the crowd and he says out of all the commandments That we are supposed to follow. Which is the greatest commandment? In effect, what is our mission? And Jesus responded to him and said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. Here's your mission. Here's your mission. The first commandment. And greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your minds. And Jesus goes on and says, And the second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all of the law and the prophets. So let's just boil that down a little bit, make it simple to remember. From those two verses, what Jesus was saying quite simply is, Love God, love others. You can remember that, can't you? Love God, love others. Just that simple. Well, then after Jesus' death and resurrection, He ascended into heaven. But before leaving, He gave a final command for His followers, the believers the christians those people like us he gave them this parting charge this parting mission he says in matthew chapter 28 all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me now what did i say where do these commands where do these missions these directives come from from someone in authority It don't get no higher than that. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. There is no authority that supersedes the authority of God. And so based upon that authority, He gives them a mission. He, in effect, gives us. mission. His followers, the believers, those who would call themselves Christians and followers of Jesus, he says, I have a mission for you. And he said, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. That's the mission. Our church has a mission. We as individual Christians have a mission, and we as a church have our mission. Our mission is not complicated. I think you can remember it. It's simply to do what Jesus said to do. Love God, love others. Now, churches come up with all kinds of mission statements, some of them a bit convoluted, kind of long. And to watch the church, it might be a little difficult to discern exactly what their mission is. They just have so many activities and programs and events and things going on. The mission might get lost somewhere in all of the activity. Ours is simple, love God, love others. I don't know if any of you have ever been to our church's website. I would encourage you to go there and and take a look at it because I think you'll find helpful information there. Uh, We often have people who come to visit, new people come to our church and they say, you know, I was out looking on your website and I learned a lot about your church before I ever even came. And I've often thought, well, some of those people coming in may know more about our church than some of the people who attend here, because they don't go out there and look at the website, right? So you go out there and look at the website, but today I'm going to give you just a little bit of what is out there. So if I can get slide number one up there, please. All right, so this is just a screenshot of our website, one of the pages there. And what does it say there? Mission and Values. Right? So our mission as a church, right here, we exist. Westside Baptist Church exists to make disciples of Jesus Christ. That's why we're here. That's why we exist. That's why this building and this property, the ministry that goes on here under the, the flag, under the banner of Westside Baptist Church is to make disciples of Jesus Christ, that is our mission, and to nurture a growing love for God. Do you recognize the simplicity there? Love God, love others. Make disciples, love God. You get it? Love God, love others. We exist to make disciples of Jesus Christ, and nurture a growing love for God. So our mission as a church is to love God, to love others, to make disciples for Jesus. That is the mission of every church. Call it what you will, decorate it with as many words as you want, But from the very word, from the very mouth of Jesus, he said our mission as the church of Jesus Christ is to love God with all of our heart, soul, and mind and to love others. That's our mission. Sometimes it's so simple that it may be difficult. Sometimes we try to make it more difficult than it really is. Love God. Love others. That's the mission. So, we exist to make disciples of Jesus. We exist to nurture a love for God. Well, I know that you all probably thought that I spent hours trying to come up with this. I'm going to let you continue to believe that. We had committee meetings. We just we spent hours agonizing over this trying to come up with this mission well that's really not true can we have slide number two actually i went to the word of god and i said what does jesus say is the mission of the church and i came to the same verse that i mentioned earlier see those words You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And ding, 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 I said, That is the mission. Jesus himself, the creator of the church, the founder and author of our faith, said, I'm creating a church. And here is the mission. You shall love God with all your heart. And then let's go to slide three. Here he tells us to go, make disciples, baptize them, and teach them. That's our mission. Love God, love others, and make disciples. That's it. Not a lot of agonizing hours spent, not necessary. Jesus himself said, I am building a church, and here's your mission. Not complicated, not confusing, quite simple to understand. Love God, love others, love God with all your heart. Go make disciples, baptize them, and teach them. Do you see that is our mission? And we can do a lot of other stuff. We can be busy with programs and activities. We can spend a lot of time, a lot of energy, and a lot of money and never do this. That's our mission. Everything we do should be reviewed against this. Is what we are doing, is it helping others to love God? Is it helping us to love others? Is it helping us to make disciples and see new converts baptized? And are we teaching them? That's our mission. So anything else that we do, May be a waste of time if we cannot answer an affirmative that what we are doing is helping us to achieve our mission. Love God, love others. The great commandment is to love God. The great commission is to love others. Lead them to Jesus. Tell them the good news of redemption and salvation. Lead them to Christ. There is no greater love than for us to share the gospel with other people, to lead them to Jesus, to see them baptized and to teach them and see them grow in their faith. Well, there are practical ways that we can carry out this mission. Can I have slide five, please? Okay, so we have a follower of Christ. We must first be a follower. This is where love of God comes in. Then we must seek to serve others. Can some of you see that? Servant. So first we're a follower, then we become a servant of others. And then we become a student, a learner. And then lastly, We must be a witness for Jesus to share the good news of salvation with others. This may be illustrated a little better as what I like to think of as a discipleship cycle. Because this process never really ends. It's not linear, although it's presented that way here, as if you become a follower, you serve others, you grow in your knowledge, understanding of God, and you share the gospel, and then you're done. It's really not that like that. Can I have uh, slide six? It's really more like this. It's more of a cycle. So we become a follower of God, a follower of Jesus. We then, as we become a uh, follower, then we become a servant, serving, loving others. Right? Love God, love others. We become a student as we seek to grow in our knowledge, understanding of God. And as we do that, we see His faithfulness, then we share that with others. And then as we share that with others and we see people come to know Christ, we grow in our love for God, and then we grow in our love for others, and we seek to know even more about God, and then that leads us to want to share even more. You see how that cycle works? Let's go to the next slide. Okay, same slide, but so as a a follower, what are some examples of things that we do as followers of Christ? Well, within the church, one of the simplest things is to attend church, to be here regularly. If not for yourself, then for others, right? We're loving God and loving others. And one of the ways that we love others is to show up right here so that we can love on the others that are here. So that's an example of being a follower of Christ is to be engaged, actively engaged in a local um, body of believers. So as a follower, being involved in church, and then as a servant, serving. Now that's serving within the church. And also serving within the community. I mentioned earlier some opportunities within the community where you can serve and you can love on others. And then to be a student means that we are learning, always learning. You never stop learning as a Christian. There is so much in God's Word that the more you know, the more you realize how little you know. Because as you read God's Word and He reveals Himself to you through His Word, it just keeps coming it just keeps coming and it keeps coming and you never exhaust that and there's so many extracurricular resources of good solid doctrinal teaching from folks like the puritans that are so voluminous there's so much material out there you could never exhaust it and so we never really stop learning growing in our knowledge and understanding of god and then of course we witness sharing the good news With others. So, as followers of Jesus, we have a mission. Love God, love others. That's our mission as Christians, as individuals. Love God, love others. Be continually growing in your love for God, love Him with all your heart with all your soul, with all your mind. The Bible makes our mission very clear. There can be no misunderstanding about what we're supposed to do. It really then becomes a matter of will. The mission is clear. But will you be one to say no? Or will you accept your mission and carry out your mission as directed by the commander, our Lord Jesus? The Apostle Paul was given a difficult mission. He poured out himself, he gave everything that he had to accomplish his mission. And in these last days, he wrote to his friend Timothy. And he wrote these words. The time of my departure has come. He knew that his death would be soon. He says, the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Mission accomplished. The Apostle Paul accepted his mission. And in his final days, he was able to say, I have served well, mission accomplished. Dear church, your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to love God and love others. I want to ask you, how are we doing as a church? Are we doing all that we can to accomplish our mission? Are you doing all that you can within the church to help the church accomplish the mission? Are you on a mission Ask yourself, what can I do in the coming days to be more effective in carrying out my mission as a Christian, as a follower of Christ? And what can I do to help the church, Westside Baptist Church, to achieve our mission? Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for our time together this morning. Thank you for your word that reveals to us your love for us, your instruction to us, Father, your commandments to us. And Father, you give us instruction because you love us. You want to keep us from harm you want us to experience blessing and so you give us commands to keep us from harm and so that we might know your blessings and so father as we looked this morning at your mission for us as individual followers of christ and as the church of jesus christ that our mission is to love you with all of our heart, soul, and mind. And to love others, to make disciples of Jesus, to baptize them, to teach them to follow your word. Father, quite simple in some ways, simple to understand, but sometimes difficult to follow. Satan is certainly giving us every excuse to avoid it to keep us off task, to keep us off mission. He is the enemy. And so, Father, we must fight. We must fight against Him and those who would seek to destroy us, who would seek to keep us from accomplishing our mission. Father, in the midst of that, perhaps one of our greatest enemies is ourselves. So I pray, Father, that you give us the boldness and the courage to stand up, to stand firm, and to go as you've instructed us. For we are a people on a mission. I lift this up to you in the name of Jesus. Amen.